celebrating the day of Pentecost. Amen. And as we said last week at the Feast of Pentecost, Israel was to celebrate by bringing a new grain offering to the Lord by waving two loaves of leavened bread before the Lord. Amen. And so we understand that the holiday was a foreshadowing of that great ingathering that would occur on that wonderful day of Pentecost and Acts chapter 2. Amen. We have said that Pentecost was the inauguration ceremony for the church. One writer said it like this, complete with rushing wind, flames of fire, and an astounding display of glossolalia, or speaking with other tongues. Think about that. In that upper room, 120 of them were baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire. They went out onto the street praising the Lord. And Peter got so anointed with the Spirit of God that through Spirit-inspired preaching, 3,000 people were added to the Lord that daily. That is an awesome thing. And so, dear brothers and sisters, the main purpose for Pentecost is for power. He said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit is come upon you. We have the Spirit within at the time of the new birth, but we also have the Spirit upon us. It is an empowerment and endowment from on high that God told them to tarry in the city of Jerusalem until they received and were endued with this glorious power. And so they went out from that day forth in the power of Pentecost and preached the gospel, casting out devils, amen, seeing people change, lives broken, made whole again, amen. So the main purpose for Pentecost is power to be a witness. It's an empowerment. We live in a sin-sick, hell-bent society. We need the power of God in our lives to live above the norm that is in this society. And that's when the Holy Ghost comes in and He comes upon you to live a pure, holy, sanctified, powerful life. Amen? This power from on high will not only enable you to say no to drugs, but it will enable you to say yes to God. Not only say no to fornication, but say yes to living a holy life. Not only saying no to poverty, but to live a life that is abundance and overflowing with God. Everyone say power. power. The power of, Pentecost. power of Pentecost. Now we want to look today at a few instances in the book of Acts. Because several of you have come to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I want us to teach a while... And notice in some instances what happened once they were filled with the Spirit in Acts 2 verses 1 through 4. Father, thank you for giving utterance today and speaking to our hearts in the name of Jesus. Amen. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now friend, when you receive the same Holy Ghost that they received, you can have the same initial sign that they had. The Bible evidence of speaking in other tongues. Turning over to Acts chapter 8, verses 14 through 17, we see another event that took place eight years now after the day of Pentecost. We see that Philip carried the gospel to the people of Samaria. The gospel was preached, healings took place, and people were saved. In verse 14, Now when the apostles, which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the Word of God. Now notice with me, what did they receive? The Word of God. And what are we born again by? Yes, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the Word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. So they received the Word of God, and they were born again. And once they had heard that, they sent to them Peter and John. Now notice in verse 15. Who, when they were come down, prayed for them that they might beg for the Holy Spirit. That they might tarry. That they might have an all-day prayer meeting. No, thank God that they just might receive the Holy Ghost. 
You see, unbelief begs, but faith receives. And you have faith. This precious gift of the Holy Spirit is to be received by faith. God wouldn't ask you to receive something by faith if He didn't give you the faith whereby you could receive it. The Bible says that God has dealt to every one of you the measure of faith. Additionally, He says, I have made you able to partake of this glorious inheritance. Listen, part of your inheritance is to be filled with the Spirit. Not just born again. And that's awesome. Not just water baptized, and that's awesome. But all three. Born again. Water baptized. Baptized in the Holy Spirit and power and in fire. See, He has enabled us to share in this inheritance. And listen, it does not just belong to the apostles. It belongs to every believer everywhere, whosoever will. Now notice verse 16. I want you to read that with me. For as yet he was fallen up on none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 17. Then laid they their hands on them. And what happened? Now notice, you do not have to hands, have hands laid on you to receive the Holy Spirit, but it is one way of receiving the Holy Spirit. I believe it's a Bible way. And that's how we're going to do today. We're going to lay hands on people. They will be filled with the Spirit. They will speak with other tongues as the Spirit gives them utterance and their lives will be changed forever. Amen. Acts chapter 10. Let's look at believers filled in Cornelius' household. Acts chapter 10. Ten years after the day of Pentecost. Everyone say Pentecost. Acts chapter 10. I was joking with Brenda last night. You know, she's been a Pentecostal since she's a little girl. And I think God got her started early because he knew he was, she was going to marry me. <laughs> this boy needs some prayer. Anyway, verse 44. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost, now notice, fell on. Everyone say, up on. Oh. Fell on all them which heard the word. And they of the circumcision, they were, they were astonished, as many as came with Peter. Why? Because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the, everyone say, gift of the Holy Ghost. Now let's read verse 46. For they heard them speak with tongues, and what? They spoke with tongues, and they magnified God. Okay, so we see that in Acts 10. Now look at Acts chapter 19. Acts chapter 19, 20 years after Pentecost, Paul journeyed over there to Ephesus and he met some believers and introduced them to the person of the Holy Ghost. Acts chapter 19, verses 1 through 3 and verse 6. And it came to pass while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed by through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and he found certain disciples. So these guys were already saved. You can't be a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ and not be saved. They were saved. And he said unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? He's not talking about the spirit within at the new birth. He's talking about this experience which follows the new birth called the baptism with the Holy Spirit. So he says, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said, we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. See, how can you, how can you receive unless you've heard? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And he said unto them, unto what then were you baptized? And they said, John's baptism. Verse 6. And when Paul laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them and they spake with tongues and what? So did they speak with tongues? Every one of them that we've seen this morning, without waiting, without praising, without tarrying, was filled with the Holy Ghost and spake with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, how many of you know the Apostle Paul was a tongue talker? You know, he said over there to the church at Corinth, 
something like this. He says, I thank my God I speak with tongues more than y'all. Some people thought Paul was a southerner. But that's just Elizabethan English, right? And uh, really, the New King James, or the King James Version, praise the Lord, was in Greek. So he says, you know what? Whole church at Corinth, I want to thank God. I speak with tongues more than everybody. Now, he wasn't bragging. He was just stating a fact. The Apostle Paul was a tongue talker. He said, for if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. So let's look at Acts chapter, uh, I believe it's chapter 9, and let's notice Paul's infilling with the Spirit. Acts chapter 9, verse 10 through 12, and verse 17. And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him the Lord said in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said, Arise, go into the street which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus, for behold, he prayeth. And he saw in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hands on him that he might receive his sight. And Ananias went his way, entered the house, put his hands on him and said, Brother Saul. So was he a brother? You don't just go call anybody unless they're a real brother in the Lord. Even Jesus had appeared unto me in the way as thou camest, that you might receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. So we see here that Paul not only got healed, but he also got filled with the Spirit. I say by the word of the Lord today, there are many of you that have already been healed in this place. But I believe with all my heart, as hands are laid upon some of you today, to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Not only will we be filled with the Holy Ghost, with the Bible evidence of speaking in other tongues, but chronic conditions are going to be melting at the feet of Christ. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everyone say the power, the power of, Pentecost. of Pentecost. Now let's get practical today. Speaking with tongues then simply means speaking in an unlearned language. One in which the person would have had no prior training or knowledge. Speaking in tongues is also called a prayer language. But speaking in tongues is also called praying or speaking in the Spirit. Now the question is asked as we turn over to Mark chapter 16. And I think it needs to be verified in the scripture. Amen? Well, how do we know, Pastor Mark? Is speaking in tongues is God's plan for everyone. How do we know that? Well, I'm glad you asked that. Mark chapter 16, verse 15. And he said unto them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Now stop right there. Now literally, that says it this way. And these signs shall accompany those that believe. I got a question for you today. Are you a believer? All right. He said, in my name, they shall cast out devils. Now, you don't go looking for devils. If one shows up, though, you just cast it out. Isn't that right? You don't go looking for devils on every doorknob, but you got the name above every name and you cast out devils. Now notice, right in here that he says, These signs shall follow the believing ones. They'll cast out devils. They shall speak with what? They shall speak with new tongues. One of the signs that Jesus said, in addition to casting out devils, in addition to laying hands on the sick and having them recover, he said, believers, glory to God, if they desire to, can be baptized with the Holy Ghost and speak with other tongues. Woo, glory to God. Now here's the question. Well, now, Pastor Mark, does every believer have to speak in other tongues to go to heaven? Absolutely not. You can be completely saved without speaking in other tongues. And if anyone tells you opposite, it's a deception and it's not true biblically. Are you listening to me? And not only that, there are many, I repeat, there are many wonderful Christians who are not against speaking in tongues, but they just haven't received this experience. Now, we're no better than them. They're not inferior to us. As a matter of fact, a lot of them put us to shame when it comes to the fruit of the Spirit. 
We ought to be having both in our lives. Amen. And so we see then that there are millions of believers that have not yet been baptized with the Holy Spirit. But I'm here to recruit everybody, whoever will, be filled with the Spirit of God and speak in other tongues. Because quite frankly, we need people praying. The eyes of the Lord are running to and fro throughout the whole church today. And throughout the whole earth. And he's looking for men and women that he can use to pray out his plan in the earth. Oh, my brothers and sisters, when you're praying out the plans and the mysteries of God, you can change a nation, you can change a city, you can change a family, you can change circumstances, and they can be turned around for the glory of God. But listen, friends, English doesn't get it. You can only go so far in English. I tell you what, sometimes when I'm speaking over there in English, words cannot express what's so big in my heart. And then I just switch over to speaking in other tongues. And I have faith that I'm praying the perfect will of God in every situation. Listen, I am just a recruiter today. I'm recruiting you to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Not only so that we can see a greater awakening in the United States of America. How many of you know this country needs some help? And if it weren't for the righteous that are praying, this country would have gone to hell in a handbasket years ago. It's because those who are in right standing with God have stood up and have awoken to righteousness and are praying heaven to earth that this country hasn't gone down. And I, for one, am going to see to it that I do my part. And as long as I am the senior pastor at this church, I'm going to recruit as many as possible to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. But not only that. I know what this baptism in the Holy Spirit will do for you. I know. I understand. As a Catholic boy, I prayed repetitively, prayer after prayer after prayer after prayer. It only got me so far. But on March of 1975, April of 1975, when I got baptized with the Holy Spirit, I began to speak in a language that I knew that God understood, even though I didn't understand it up here. And some wonderful things started taking place in my heart. I was able to worship a God that I really loved from the time I was a little boy in a supernatural way. It is as if I had a hotline to heaven. And you talk about the assistance of the Holy Spirit to help you and to help me to worship God who is a spirit. It's an awesome thing. It's a glorious thing. You see, those that speak in tongues will magnify God. What happens? God gets bigger in our lives. He's already big. He's already great. He's already omnipotent. But can He get bigger in your life? Can He get bigger in your thinking? You bet He can. And speaking in tongues helps Him to be magnified in our lives. And I have discovered this also. That when I speak in other tongues, it helps me with my thinking. It really does. Because when I'm baptized with the Holy Spirit, I get filled with all the fullness of God. And when the fullness of God starts filling me, when you and I have the richest measure of His divine presence, and when we become a person wholly flooded and filled with God Himself, He becomes magnified in our lives, and all of a sudden, He gets bigger in our thinking. And all those thoughts of doubt and all those thoughts of fear are kicked out by the Spirit of God becoming bigger in my heart and bigger in my thinking. Oh, thank you, Lord. Now listen, how many of you know in life there's a million and one things that try to drag you down? Amen. I want you to look at 1 Corinthians 14 verse 4. And I want you to see and understand is here's what can happen when you speak in a brand new language. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, 4, it says, He that speaketh in an unknown tongue, what does he do? He edifies himself. I'm wondering, does anybody here need any edification? Does anybody here need any strength? How about some improvement? How about making some progress in life? Speaking in tongues will not only help you be charged up in your spirit, but it will help you to make progress and receive improvement from heaven in your life. Amen. 
Listen, everyone say edify, edify. charged up. See, just like a battery is charged when you speak in tongues, uh, just like a battery is charged when you hook it to the right thing, so when you speak in tongues, glory to God, your inner man gets built up. Look at Jude 20, and I want to look at the amplified version. Jude 20, amplified version. He says, now, but you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith. How? Praying in the Holy Ghost. In the Amplified, it says this. But you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith. Praise the Lord. Rise like an edifice, making progress higher and higher. Glory to God by praying in the Holy Ghost. Trust me. It says that you will make progress. And that you will rise like an edifice. Higher and higher. How? Now, let me ask you, have you arrived? No. Do you need some improvement in your life? Yes. You know, we're doing some improvement around the home. We've been in the same home since 1988. And, you know, thank God through the inheritance I got from my mom's death, we were able to at least paint the walls, amen, and do some other things, you know. Thank God for it. And, and it was a good inheritance. Don't, don't get me wrong. It's awesome. But home improvement, it's necessary, Right? Well, spiritual improvement is necessary as well. Because here's what happens in our Christian life. A lot of times, folks get started out in the fire of God, but they become stagnant. They get out of the Word, and they get out of prayer, and then all of a sudden, spiritual things become sort of dull. Amen? It's happened to me. I've been in the ministry 35 years. If it's happened to me, I know it's happened to you. And so it's easy then in life to just kind of go through the motions. But listen, praying in the Holy Spirit will make you progressive. It'll improve you. You will begin to rise like an edifice higher and higher. But not only that, you'll see some things from that high place in the Spirit that you've never seen before. You know, years about a year ago or so, Brent and I were over in England. and went to St. Luke's... Uh, Cathedral. And uh, I, I, I climbed up higher and higher and higher to the very top of St. Luke's. Brenda didn't go up all the way. But it was very... How many have ever been to St. Luke's before? St. Paul's. You've been to St. Paul's before? Get way up there and you look down and all of a sudden London looks real small. Or you go up in the London Eye and you get way up to the top and you look out and you can see for miles and miles. Friend... When you pray in the Holy Ghost, He'll take you higher and higher and higher to where you'll be able to see things from His vantage point. That that which is unclear will become clear. That which is indistinct now becomes distinct because in me and through me and by the power of my spirit, I'll help you to see what you've never seen before and I'll enable you to do what you've never done before. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Oh, thank God. Say it with me. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. One of the best habits that you can develop as a Christian is that of praying in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit is not a mindless exercise. But with the awareness that as you pray in tongues, you're literally charging up your spirit. You know, the Bible says that God chose the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God chose the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. Think about it. You don't always understand what you're saying. But you don't need to understand what you're saying. Because you know what you're saying is in perfect line with His will. Because when you are speaking in tongues, you are speaking divine secrets. The Bible calls it a mystery. Oh, that's awesome. And this is one of the reasons why the devil fights it so hard. Because he can't get in on that inside information. And so he tells us lies like, well, tongues are of me. Tongues are of the devil. Tongues are of the... Ah, phooey. Tongues are of God. It is a way for you to speak supernaturally beyond your intellect to a supernatural God. 
Oh, come on, somebody. Give him glory. Now, we're going we're gonna to wind this up because we're going to have an extensive time of prayer. So let me give you some simple instruction. Is this okay? So here's what we have seen thus far over the process of the month. We have seen that God gave the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. And it's up to me to receive and you to receive. Secondly, we have understood that anyone who is saved is ready to receive the Holy Spirit. In Acts 2.38 it says, Then Peter said, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive what? Everyone say, The gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, we have also established this, that you did not receive and you will not receive a substitute when you ask the Father to fill you with the Holy Spirit. You know, what kind of a natural father is it if you ask him a fish, will he give him a serpent? Or if you ask your natural father for some, you know, good sourdough, is he going to give you a stone? Likewise, the Bible says in Luke eleven thirteen, if you then being evil know how to get good gifts to your children, how much more? Everyone say, mucho, mucho more. How much more? How much more? Wow, you're speaking in tongues already. Much, much more. Shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him. So you're not going to get something weird. You're not going to get something funky. And then we've also learned that there must be an expectation and we must be in faith to receive the Holy Spirit when hands are laid upon us. Put Mark eleven twenty four up very quickly. Listen very carefully. Here is a principle of faith that works for forgiveness of sins, healing of your body, prosperity in your, in your soul, and the baptism in the Holy Spirit. It's the principle of faith. Jesus said, therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire. So we desire to be filled with the Spirit. When we pray, believe that we receive them, and we shall have them. Amen? Now, notice this principle of faith. This is so interesting. In Mark eleven twenty four, he commands us to believe we have received when we pray without waiting to see or feel it. On this condition and this condition alone, he says that you shall have them. Faith for the baptism in the Holy Spirit is the same as faith for forgiveness or healing. You are to believe on the authority of God's word that you were forgiven before you felt forgiven. You are to believe on the authority of God's word that you're filled with the Holy Spirit whether you feel anything or not. Now listen, don't spectacularize this experience. This experience is supernatural, but it's not necessarily spectacular. Everyone's experience is different. I mean, some people get filled with the Holy Spirit and they don't feel a thing and yet they speak in tongues and know and have an assurance in their heart that they've been filled. Other people may fall under the power and pray in tongues for two, three days. I don't know. See, the supernatural part, hallelujah, is receiving the Holy Spirit. Is it the will of God for you to be filled? Well, you can be confident of this very thing. That if you ask anything according to His will, He will hear you this morning. And if we know that He hears us, we know that we will have the petitions that we desired of Him. And furthermore, Paul said it very clearly to the church at Ephesus. He said, don't be unwise, but get an understanding of what the will of God is for you. And then he goes on to say, be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. Amen? Now notice again our text. In conclusion, Acts chapter 2 verse 4. Acts chapter 2 verse 4. And I want us to read that together. Ready, read. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance As the Spirit gave them what? 
Or we could say it this way, as the Spirit prompted them to speak. Now here's what I want you to see. The Holy Spirit gives the utterance, but you must do the talking. The supernatural part of this is what is being said, not who's doing the talking. Amen? Well, somebody says, you know, Pastor Mark, I'm simply afraid that I'm going to get in the flesh. You're not going to get it any other way. And I say that based on the word. Because it is men and women who worship God in spirit and in truth. And Joel said it in 2.28, and it'll come to pass that afterward, I will pour out my spirit upon what? He said, I will pour out my spirit where? So here's what we want to do. We want to be in expectation. We want to be in faith. It's like one person said, well, I'll tell you what. When the Holy Ghost came upon me to fill me with the Spirit, it's like all I could do to keep from speaking. (laughs) Hello. He doesn't want you to keep from speaking. Or somebody else said, well, I tell you what, if you hear me, it'll be God. (laughs) No, if we hear you, it'll be you. (laughs) Do you see that? They spoke. They spoke. God won't make you speak. You know, it's not like someone turns a radio on down on the inside of you and all of a sudden you hear word. (laughs) This is KFAX. When you speak in tongues, who does the talking? And then you are to yield. You are to speak in faith. In just a moment now, we're going to pray a corporate prayer and then we're going to lay hands on you and here's what will happen. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. Say it with me, I believe that and I expect that that when I pray, the Holy Spirit will come upon me. But did you know that's not the end of it? When he comes on you, you must speak by faith. The Holy Spirit will not open your mouth and take it over. You will do the speaking. He will give you the utterance. Somebody said, how many more times are you going to say that until we all get it? I know I'm repeating myself. But I'm doing it for a purpose. Because the eyes of our heart can be enlightened. Amen? And then someone will come along and say, and this isn't a criticism, this is just the way people think. Someone will come along and say, well, how do I know? Will I hear words in my head? Do I see or hear words in my head? No, no, no. You do it by faith. Well, how do I know what I'm going to say? You don't. You don't teach speaking in tongues. You don't say, yabba dabba do after me. (laughs) This is not Fred and Barney. This is the Holy Ghost and fire. 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 You don't go to a class to learn to speak in other tongues. You submit yourself to the school of the Holy Spirit. He will fill you and give you utterance. How do I know what I'm going to say? You won't. When you speak in tongues, you do the speaking. You have to use your lips, your tongue, your vocal cords. You have to speak like you do, like I'm speaking right now in English. And if you want to articulate clearly, you must speak clearly. You know, if I got up this morning in both services and uh, I just this is the day you love how edifying would that be? 
I mean, if I just slur my speech and just left my tongue loose, I can't speak like that. I must use my tongue. I must use my lips. I must use my diaphragm and force air. And then the question is, Pastor Mark, how do I know it's right? Don't listen to see if you can ascertain whether you think it's a legitimate tongue or not. You're not qualified. You don't know what all the tongues in the earth sound like. You've been to the mall recently? I've heard languages that didn't sound from this world. But besides that, the Bible says you'll speak with the tongues of men and of angels. So how would you know what you're supposed to sound like? We aren't qualified to say whether or not it's a legitimate tongue. So don't listen and evaluate. Because what happens is you get over into the mind. And this is of the heart. It's not of the head. It is God filling you and you yielding and you speaking. It is co-labors together. Amen? Amen? Just by faith, begin to speak out of your heart and express your heart and your faith and your love to God. And don't speak in English, but by faith, speak and utterance is going to come. Utterance is going to come. And so here's what we're going to do here. This service isn't going to last a long time. We've been preparing for this for over a month now and praying. And we've had about 60 people sign up to be filled with the Spirit. And this morning about 21 got filled already. Now, what we have asked you to do is to sign up if you desire to be filled with the Spirit for the first time. Or if you're in such a particular case where your spiritual walk has gotten a little bit dull and uh, you have spoken in tongues, but you seem sort of stuck, you know, with a, a couple of words and you haven't been exercising your prayer language, we want to lay hands on you as well. Now, I want to encourage every one of you to relax. Relax. And get yourself in a faith mode, in a receiving mode, and declare, I will yield to the Holy Spirit today. And I tell you what, we are going to have our own personal Pentecost right here at this altar. Now listen, the bolder you get when you speak, the freer you'll get. The bolder you get, the more expression you will have. And the more expression you have, the richer and the depth of this experience will get in your life. Hallelujah. Now here's what we're going to do. In a moment I'm going to have you stand. And uh, we're going to ask everybody that signed up or didn't sign up and wants hands laid on them, we're going to ask you in a moment to come to the front. But here's how I felt like the Spirit of the Lord led us to do this. And that is this way. That if you're a person that, that um, you know, you're already filled, you, you know, you're, you're good, you know, we're going to dismiss the congregation. But those of you who want to stay during this time of prayer, we're inviting all of you to stay who want. I'm going to ask you to reverently pray, not get real loud and real demonstrative until I have Pastor Tom strike up the band. There will be a time of rejoicing because we want to work with these people to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. And once they are, we'll have a time of great rejoicing. Amen? So let's all stand to our feet. Amen. Amen. We're not dismissed yet, but every person who either signed up to be filled with the Spirit or wants to be filled with the Spirit and didn't sign up, and you're prepared to receive, and every person that wants more of a freedom in their expression and their prayer language, I want every person now... I want you to go to the right aisle, or actually just all of you just come up to the front right now. All of you come right now. Let's give them a hand as they come.
Hallelujah. Bless you. And here's what you do, ushers. Once they're all lined up all the way down on both sides, put a space in between them so that we just come right now. Praise the Lord. Are you excited, guys? Hallelujah. Let's give them another big hand. Hallelujah. All of you just make your way to the front. Just come right down now to the front. Amen. Now, you in the front part, just step forth about one step, okay? Leave enough room for me and some others to come through. And then this other group in the back, leave another more room for them. Now, that's not everybody, but we've got a good start. Amen. That's not everybody. There's others of you that... uh, have made the quality decision to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. So we're going to wait on you. Those of you that want to be filled with the Spirit, praise the Lord, just make your way down the front right now. Just come on right now. Amen? Praise God. Are you set? Are you ready? Glory to God. There's others of you. We're going to wait on the Lord just for a moment or two. Hallelujah. Pastor Tom, if you come to the piano and just play quietly. Hallelujah. Okay, now before we dismiss those who want to be dismissed, we're going to make sure that everyone that wants hands laid upon them to make the way to the front. There's others of you, maybe five, maybe even ten more, I don't know. Just come right now. The Lord's going to bless your life. There's going to be an enrichment of the Spirit of God. Upon your life. And those that I've asked to lay hands on the people, I want you to make your way to the front. Make your way to the front. In this front section, make a little room for them to come through. Just come on. I promise you, every one of you will have hands laid upon you. Brenda's going to come. I'm going to lay hands on. Now, here's what normally happens in a setting like this. Man, I wish I would have come up there. I should have come up. Don't have that regret this afternoon. Just make your way to the front right now. Just come right now. Whoever else is it. It might be one. It might be two more. Just come right now. Hallelujah. Just come right now. Hallelujah. Let's all raise our hands toward heaven. Say this with me. Heavenly Father. We thank you today. For a wonderful service. We pray blessing blessing upon those today today who are here here to receive receive the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Everyone look at me. If you're here today and you want to be dismissed at this time, you're now welcome to leave without any condemnation or anything like that. But we're asking you to leave quietly and not stay in the sanctuary and be talking. Go in the foyer and speak. And the rest of you, I'm going to ask you to stretch forth your hand in reverence. If you don't pray in tongues, you know, pray in English quietly to yourself. If you pray in the Spirit, just pray and ask God to move. Now, all of us together, I'm going to ask you to pray this prayer with me. Pray this prayer after me. Those of you who are in the front, say this. Father God, thank you for saving me. I am your child, and you are my father. I believe on Jesus. I declare that Jesus Christ is my Lord, and I know beyond any shadow of a doubt that I'm saved. And Father, you said, if I asked you for the Holy Spirit, you would give him to me. I believe this. And I ask you right now, in Jesus' name, to fill me with your Holy Spirit, to overflowing with the Bible evidence of speaking in other tongues. As hands are laid upon me, I'll not speak in English, but I will speak boldly. For the Spirit of God will give me utterance. I receive 
your gift now, and I thank you for filling me with your Holy Spirit today, right now, in Jesus' name. Now, all of you, raise your hands, take a deep breath in, then we're going to lay hands on you, and you go ahead and start speaking boldly. Hallelujah. You don't have to fall in the Spirit. Just go ahead and receive. Go ahead, guys. Start laying hands on them. Pakasuramata. Oh, Now listen very carefully. We've just sung in the Spirit. And you will discover sometimes in your devotional life that all of a sudden the interpretation of what you sang will come. Or sometimes when you pray, the interpretation will come. Now that's not all the time, but it happens sometimes. So I want Tom, Pastor Tom, to interpret a few things were being sung out of his heart. Go ahead, PT. Demonstrate. Oh, I know right now it's a brand new day. It's a brand new day for me. Thank God Almighty. It's a brand new day. Brand new day. A brand new day. that's what the Lord says to speak supernaturally daily and regularly and consistently and as you do you will see even a greater flow of my spirit flow in you and through you hallelujah, hallelujah. Woo, glory to God some of you spoke just a few syllables so I just want to encourage you you just keep practicing Practice your prayer language. While you're laying on your bed, just begin to worship me, says the Lord. And as you worship me, what you receive today is like the door has been opened. The door has been opened unto the supernatural. But as you get in my presence and you worship me in spirit and in truth, it's going to be like a river is going to begin to flow out of you. So don't think, oh, I just said a few words. You go ahead. Use those few words and let the river flow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Be encouraged. Be encouraged on this day. Amen. As Pastor Tom saying out in the spirit, it's a new day. It's a new way. Amen. It's beyond your intellect. I want to stress what Brenda said. Be faithful. 
You know, I, I had a couple of words as I was faithful with that. It's like, it just came more. Amen. Aren't you glad you're filled with the Holy Spirit? Now listen, continue to stay full. Amen. Let's pray. Pastor Tom, pray them as, as we all go our way this glorious Pentecost Sunday. Tonight, Brenda's going to talk about the refreshing. All stops are going to be pulled out. We are here to celebrate all day long. PT. Thank you. Thank you, Father. We're so grateful, Lord, that you did not leave us comfortless. You did not leave us confused, forlorn, and powerless, but you gave us the Holy Spirit. I thank you, Father, for pastors that ascertained in their spirit that this was our time. All of our friends that are here today to be filled. Oh, God, thank you. Thank you for the anointing of the Holy Spirit on our lives. Thank you that everything is like new again. This is a whole new dimension. And I thank you for the freedom that we've got today. In Jesus' name, we pray that they would be continue going their way. And they would be bold in what they've got. They've got a gift. What a gift, Lord. What a gift. Come on, let's give him thanks for the gift. It's a gift. It's a gift. It's a gift. What a gift. What a gift. What a gift. God, we praise you and thank you for what this gift. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, we thank you. What else is there to do except to use and be faithful to what you've given us in Jesus' name? If you have not received the little book called Why Tongues, you didn't get an opportunity to get that little book, raise your hand. We've got that for you now. Raise your hand, the ushers. There's a friend right here. Wave it to us right here. There's one right here, the little red one. The little red, the little blue one. Right now it's the red and white one is what we've got. We'll get, we can get that one to you later. How about that? Make sure to take this little book home. You've received a mighty gift today. Don't let the devil talk you out of it. God has blessed your life. You'll be glad you came today. And you celebrated Pentecost Sunday the Bible way. God bless you guys. We're so excited for you. We're really, really happy for you. Be blessed as you go. We'll see you again soon.